Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. And now, here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Here we go, here we go, episode 136. One plus three is four, four plus six is ten, so we're a perfect ten. Alright, <laughs> that was like a total Michael Scott thing that you just did. <laughs> I I just came up with it right now. Yeah. We're, uh, we're awesome, that's how good we are. Perfect, yeah. perfect ten. Alright, so uh, episode 136, Worship Misery Catalyst podcast. You can find us online at www.worshipmisterycatalyst.com, facebook.com slash worshipmisterycatalyst, twitter.com slash wmcatalyst. Or send an email to david at worshipmisterycatalyst.com or kevin at worshipmisterycatalyst.com. Which, by the way, does my email work anymore? No, not right now. Okay, so don't bother <laughs> but, sending me an no, email. Try, I got The problem is I, uh, I cannot get a hold of the uh, login information to get in and set it back up. Uh, so I'm having kind of a, a frustrating problem with that. But nah. um, it will be set back up eventually. One of these days. Because I moved to a new server and then I didn't put it, I didn't put it back in. So anyway. Oh, boy. But uh, we'll still keep saying it just so it reminds me <laughs> to get it back <laughs> um, uh, 360-818-4339 if you want to leave a voicemail. But uh, here we are, episode 136. We are uh, once again roasting yeah which by the way i saw you change your profile picture with like a scarf <laughs> and like some like you know uh winter hat uh beanie thing going. Yeah. what's the deal with the picture yeah it was an illustration on sunday okay uh, we were talking about the heart and how at, at our nature we are we're a sinful fallen person and so i put on this old ratty shirt um and then i say i said a lot of times we try to just cover up our sinful nature with religion and religious activities. So I started putting on clothes that covered up the shirt, but everyone knows I still haven't really changed anything. We have to have God change our heart before ah, we can actually. I thought, I saw the picture. I'm like, oh, David's just ready for winter. He's <laughs> he's tired of all the, the heat and the sun, and he's like. I get- am ready for winter. Yeah. But here we are. It's like September 17th. 17th and it's still in the 80s it's supposed to get up to 90s again this weekend wow and we keep running through the cycle of 80s and 90s way into september it's yeah like, man, i'm ready for well fall. see and me yeah i'm on the opposite end of it because i love it like i love the heat i love the warmth i love you know just sitting in the sun and sweating um i don't, I don't know how you can possibly enjoy that <laughs> yeah we talked about before yeah. you know a, a, um, a few episodes ago <laughs> talked about you know air conditioning like mel and i we've just we've never felt the need to get ac because we like our house warm and hot and you know <laughs> <laughs> There's something seriously wrong. <laughs> what with is you. wrong with you? He says, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, 
you know, when it's like 100 degrees outside and 92 degrees in the house, you know, I mean, that that's a little uncomfortable. Right. Um, but by and large, like sitting outside in the backyard, you know, uh, sun's on you and you're just like, you're in shorts and a t-shirt and, you know, you're sweating and it's just, it's great. It's, it's a... Uh, well, see, my, my uh, lineage is German, so I think I was actually... <laughs> you were made for, for snow, colder, right? You were made for weather. snow. So, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's been a warm, but then it's been like cool and stuff in the Midwest where my family's from. It's already in, but like had highs in the 50s in Ohio. What? Yeah, That's so like, weird. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, it, it has not, I don't think it's gone below 80 degrees uh, at all, like For since long the time. summer yeah. began. I think it's the hottest summer on record. Like a month ago, it was already the third hottest summer on record. And now it's officially. Yeah, I think it's got to be officially. Well, because the uh, summer officially ends in four days on the 21st. 21st is the first day of fall, um, which ironically is uh, Pastor Mike's birthday. Mm. Um, yeah, September 21st. I'm like, how, you know, if he had hippie parents, uh, you know, like if his parents were hippie, they probably would have named him some weird name um, because that's the Vernal Equinox, right. you know, 21st. His name could have been Vernon. Ver- Vernon. <laughs> Was that Vern? The, for the Vernal Equinox, but luckily he didn't have hippie parents, so he's just Mike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he was a biologist for a while. He right? was marine. Yeah. Marine wildlife so science was his maybe major. That's why, because he was born. Yeah. I Maybe. Right. Uh, yeah. But. But which is funny, he went to school because he he loves like fish and marine and wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he actually, for uh, a number of years, um, lived out in a log cabin. That's right. And he did this whole thing where he was like tagging animals and tagging fish and doing that for the Oregon Department of Wildlife. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it's like God just. Got a hold of his heart, and God was like, you need to be a pastor. You're not doing this anymore. And isn't that funny to, <laughs> yeah. to go from you know wildlife biology uh, to seminary? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he got his doctor, and he's been you know at Laurelwood for almost, he's almost 20 years now. Wow. He's been at Laurelwood. Yeah. It's a long time. It is That's a long very time. very rare. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's great because uh, we were just talking earlier. I've been at Laurelwood for, for eight and a half years. And, you know, so, I mean, all I've ever known is Mike, mm-hmm. um, our, you know, our pastor, Mike Wild, And, you know, we got a great relationship. And I started thinking about this because he turns 60 wow. um, on the 21st. So in 40. He's old. He's, yeah. You so tell he, him I said that. I will. <laughs> but he doesn't act old, man. Like, no, he, he, he still he still climbs oh, mountains. Yeah. And uh, this last summer, he did the Seattle to Portland, which is a bike ride. From, Way better shape than I'll ever be in. Oh, Seriously, like, yeah. you know, he's he's way older than me, and he's in phenomenal shape. So here he is, almost 60, riding, it's a bike ride, so you get on your bike, and you literally you ride from Seattle to Portland, you know, hence the, the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does it in one day, 204 miles wow. on your bike in one day. Yeah. Unreal. I just don't think I could sit on a bike seat for that <laughs> <No>. long. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like 14 hours of bike riding or something crazy. Um, I'd have to like put an office chair on the bike. <laughs> right. So anyway, point being though, I, I thought I was thinking about it just the other week. Um, Mike's turning 60 and and I'm like, you know, there, I mean, there's a good reality that in the next five to 10 years, he's going to, you know, retire. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I can't imagine. Right. 
anyone other than Mike. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's gonna be a weird. That's gonna be a really weird day when when Mike retires, and you know, we had to go through the process of finding a new senior pastor. And I was just like, I was kind of playing that out in my mind, just trying to see what that would be like. You know, having yeah. a new pastor and trying to work with him. And obviously, the news guy, the new guy is gonna be different than Mike, mm-hmm. which is to be you know expected, right? But anyway, that'll be weird. Yeah. Um, ho- luckily, though, we have at least a good, you know, five years before that happens. But it's going to happen soon. Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. But yeah, so we're we're getting through the summer. Yep. Hopefully, by the next time we record an episode, it'll, it'll be actually be like fall. Yeah, because that'll be October. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then you got daylight savings time at the end of uh, end of October, October thirty right, first, yeah. or first Sunday of November, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, which by the way, you know, cause I know we have some international listeners. Um, isn't the U S the only place in the world that does daylight saving time? Mostly. I think there's like one or two other countries okay. that did it for a while. It's a weird concept. Um, Here's the thing I don't understand. If we want the daylight savings, let's just switch permanently. <laughs> And just call like, it good. It's like, why do we have to switch back well, cause all it, the time? It is. Not only is it weird and not only is it annoying, have, I mean, because every year, twice a year, you're switching your clock. Um, but it's also just like depressing because then in, in November, when you switch your clock back an hour yeah. or sorry, forward an hour, you, you lose an hour of daylight. And all of a sudden yeah. it's like, it's like five right. o'clock and it's dark. It's like you get whacked with a depression stick. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it's like, take, take this seasonal depression. Yeah, um, it's like, why can't we just stay? Yeah. I, don't, we, I mean, and you know, the whole reason they did it was, was for farmers. But you know, I, I knew farmers. I know, have known a lot of farmers and farmers say the same thing. You know, they're just going to get up when they have to get up regardless yeah. of what time it is. Like if the cows have to be milked at three o'clock in the morning, they're going to get they're up at three o'clock in the morning cows. and milk the cows. It's, it's not going to, whether the clock says three or four, isn't going to change anything. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Um, but the funny thing to me is, uh, apparently, you know, apparently this can just be changed whenever, uh, because if you remember, I think it was about five years ago, uh, maybe six years ago, uh, President Bush thought, hey, it'd be a good idea to extend daylight mm-hmm. savings. And so he just like wrote a law. And before you know it, like daylight savings is different because right, right. it used to be um, the middle of October and now it's the first Sunday of November. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what, they moved earlier in the year. Exactly. Too, yeah. yeah. And so I oh, I can't remember when are you, um, It's like March. Right. Right. And so or no. Uh, yeah. It used to be April sometime or whatever. And now it's now it's March. Because it used to fall on Easter all the time. Exactly. Did you did you ever have to do sunrise service? No. So we did sunrise services growing up, and daylight savings would fall. Oh. Like it would fall on Easter, so we would have to get up at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Is what your body felt yeah. like, right? Oh, you have to go get man. ready for sunrise service. Yeah, and then you had the pancakes, and then you had Sunday school, and then you had church, and then that's you a- had the Easter cantata on Sunday night. Wow, that's uh, a full day. Yeah. I'm glad we don't do things like that. My goodness. But yeah, so point being, apparently it's not hard to change because yeah, I just remember like one year all of a sudden type up something. Yeah, like it was it was seriously, it was one year all of a sudden, you know, oh, we're gonna do daylight savings in November now. Huh? Is that a thing? Like so so why not just write something up that says, let's always just have our clocks back an hour? It's like 
Uh, yeah, like every, like <laughs> every three months, we're going to change by 33 minutes <laughs> on the seventh and ninth. Just like make up random minutes. things. That would be awesome. Oh, man. Like just be as confusing as possible. Might as well. Uh, that's that funny. would be the most logical for a government to do. Hey, by the way, uh, I've been sitting in this barbershop chair for the last couple episodes, and it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, he's sitting way up. Yeah, it's actually pretty comfortable. Looking there down there on was me. this like random barbershop chair sitting in here, and I'm like, I'm going to sit on that. Yeah, our youth group did a bigger and better thing, and like they came back with the barbershop oh, chairs. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if I if I if I told you. Uh, I think I may have already mentioned this uh, on one. Our youth group did it, and everyone started out with like a dead nine volt battery. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, they came to my house first um, because I live like really close to the church. And so um, I ended up getting a dead nine volt battery (laughs) and I gave him like a road flare. Um, And uh, I was like, man, I wish I could have been like a little further down because I might have gotten something cool, you know, (laughs) instead of a dead nine. You could have been getting a road flare. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess they ended up uh, with a 70 inch plasma TV. Um, It doesn't work. Uh, but apparently it just needs like a few components, um, you know, so uh, this is what Phil said, you know, Phil's like, yeah, I think it needs like $150 worth of, of components done or whatever. Um, so he just, he still just has us sitting in the youth room, you know, probably. Yeah, they, they actually came back, they've come back with a TV twice. One was like a 36 inch. Wow. They came back with a bigger one this last time, but it doesn't work either. Yeah. Like, it comes on for like... 20 minutes and then shuts and off. And it just turns off. Well, <laughs> well, well, we've got a TV, so I guess I'd like you to find somebody better. to fix it, then we'll have a nice TV. Yeah, well, this, uh, yeah, this, um, whatchamacallit, this barbershop chair is pretty sweet. And yeah. it, it swivels, and it goes up and down. Why can't we get people to just come back with money, like cash? Wouldn't that be great? Like, why don't we just send them out on Bigger and Better, but with cash? Like, go give somebody a dollar, see if they'll give you two. Yeah, I think that's a harder sell, though, because... The you know the other stuff's more intangible you know like ah, I don't really need a row of flares so go ahead and take it whereas you know I'll give you a dollar if you give me five that's kind of like well I could really use the four extra dollars you know <laughs> so I'm sure there's some intangibles there that's a gallon of gas <laughs> yeah, these days anyway um so enough on all that yeah um so today we are talking about something that that I've been kind of uh, you know, I, I've wrestled with for a little while, thought through, but I was talking to David about uh, in in our worship settings, you know, our, our our community worship settings where we are leading the church in song, corporate worship, corporate worship, right? What what is the balance or the etiquette or the protocol or whatever um, with doing more personal? song worship songs um leading you know personal worship songs that are kind of self-focused introspective and 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 you know we all know songs you know those are you know the songs that talk about you know how um you know i'm I'm broken inside and you know i give you my life and um, i just remembered this but vineyard way back in the day put out a lot of songs like that yeah Remember, like, like, like in the 90s right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah back when like vineyard was really hot personal songs right and and you know it's it's a tricky balance because you know you read the psalms and it's it's largely you know all that stuff you know um you know oh, oh lord my my rock and my redeemer my help you know um my ever-present help in times of trouble mm-hmm. um you know lead me to the rock that is higher than i 
um, you know, uh, you, you've been my strength in times of weakness, um, you, you know, and, and uh, um, my, uh, you know, my heart and flesh may fail, but God is the strength in my life. Mm-hmm. And so th- there's all these Psalms that, that are very personal and introspective. Um, and so, you know, I, I've kind of, I, I've, I've thought through and wrestled for a while with that balance because, you know, I'll just be straight up, you know, just full disclosure here. I don't do a lot of personal I type songs. Um, I'm not saying I never do, uh, but I don't typically do a lot of songs that talk about, you know, how, how, um, you know, I need this or I am this or I've done this and, and now I need, you know, uh, uh, my heart cleansed and, um, you know, and so I don't do a lot of those songs, but I sometimes do. And this Sunday in particular, we're doing like three uh, very personal, introspective songs. We're doing mm-hmm. uh, From the Inside Out, you know, A Thousand Times I've Failed, mm-hmm. uh, But Still Your Mercy Remains. Um, we're doing, you know, Give Me Faith. Um, I'm broken inside. I give you my life. Uh, give me faith to trust what you say. Uh, that you're good, that your love remains. Uh, my, my, fl- uh, was it? Um, uh, my flesh may fail, or uh, but, yeah, but God, I, you never will. Yeah, yeah, I may be weak. Uh, your spirit's strong in me. My flesh may fail, but God, you never will. Mm-hmm. And it's a great song. I love that mm-hmm. song. Um, and and then the final, the third one we're doing is the stand. You know, I'll stand with arms high, with heart abandoned. So the, you know, these are kind of very personal anthem type songs. You know. Yeah, and I was thinking even like um, one that just popped in my head, an older one, but you know, once again, once again, I look upon the cross where you died. Yeah, I'm humbled by I'm mercy humbled and by your broken mercy. inside. Mm-hmm. How many people are really broken inside? You know? Yeah, and so you know, tricky balance because I don't typically do a lot of those songs. What, what I what I tend to lean towards, I try to lean towards songs that are universal, corporate uh, song songs that are. No matter what season of life you're in, are true, you know, and and you know, um, I mean, uh, some songs that come to mind like you know, our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher. So, so I typically leaned, excuse me, I typically lean towards songs that focus on who God is, His character, His attributes, the things He's done, His work on the cross, what He's accomplished, as opposed to what what I need, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so full disclosure, that's where I land typically. Um, but again, a week like today, we're very intentionally doing some introspective songs. And, you know, so I just kind of throw it out there as a question, what is the balance, you know? Or, or even posing the question for our listeners, how, how many personal songs you do versus, you know, universal corporate type songs? Well, and even and even we should go a little bit further into the kind of environment we create in our corporate worship gatherings that, you know, um, because like sometimes it can feel like um, you're invading somebody's privacy mm. when like if you walk past somebody and like, you know, they're in a they're in a time of worship and it feels like you've invaded a space that you weren't supposed to go into. And really, you're in you're in a corporate setting, you know, like. Um, are we creating, are we, are we doing harm to the corporate body by, by, uh, emphasizing individual worship when we are corporately gathered? 
And, and, and you know, another reason, you know, again, I, I've already kind of shared my, you know, my where I typically land on that side, uh, you know, on, or excuse me, I've already shared where I land on which side of the fence, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, part of that is because, you know, a while back, I just, I realized that it, it's it's fairly, you know, presumptuous um, uh, to, to expect or assume that someone is in that place, you know. Um, because not everyone's in that place. Right. And, and the, the first song that I really ever started thinking about this, uh, we were talking about this, uh, beforehand. Um, the first song I ever really thought about it was with the, the Matt Redmond song, Heart of Worship. And, you know, I, I remember doing that song and like, oh man, I love this song, you know, great song. Um, you know, what, what a great worship song, getting back to the heart. But I started thinking about the words, right? I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it. Right. It's all about you. And and I'm like, oh, man, what if someone is singing this and they haven't made worship? Well, I've experienced that. <laughs> I had someone come up to me almost anger, angrily. Mm. About that that lyric, he said, "I'm not sorry. I I, I never I didn't, made I didn't do anything else. wrong. Like why why are you making me sing this line that I'm sorry about it when I'm not sorry because I haven't made it something it's not. Yeah, it's like huh? that's kind of a good point. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. Yeah, and and that's why I started thinking about it because uh, I'm like, I don't know if every person in my congregation right now can honestly say, you know, I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it because. I don't know if everyone's made it a thing. Well, that you know, and he wrote that for a very specific thing. Right. It was for his church. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people are familiar with the story where his church was kind of going towards this area of of, you know, worshiping the performance and everyone's on stage and the band is hot and everything else. And Matt Redman was really convicted and so it was one Sunday he just like literally stripped it down to I think just him and a guitar. And if I remember the story correctly, I think I think he said something like, we're just going to do just guitar, me and a guitar for as long as it takes mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Well, and if you if you pay attention to his, you know, his lyrical content after that point, it became a much more corporate focus. Like, even, you know, the, the album that had uh, Here For You on it, mm. it was Our, mm-hmm. Let Our Praise Be Your Anthem. Yeah. Um, the like never once was on that album. Never once did we did we ever walk, ever walk yeah. alone. It was not mm-hmm. me. It was we. Yeah, ever once did we ever walk uh, alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, are faithful, God. You are faithful, and 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 it, it, that's a good point. You know, kind of. I mean, I'm sure he he as a songwriter is on his own, you know, journey progression. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what God's speaking to him, and and I understand you know, at that point in his songwriting progression and the history of his church, that was a necessary song for the church, but. Um, is that a necessary song for all of our churches, right. you know? Or, or are we are we even thinking that intentionally about the songs that we're picking? Or are we just, like we've talked about, we're just picking the coolest songs? Yeah, the top 25, what, which, again, is a great point. And, and I think perhaps this is, hopefully, if you're a worship pastor or a worship leader, um, I should say, if you're listening to this, you know, maybe this is a good challenge for you to be intentional in the songs you pick. In mm-hmm. other words, are you picking songs that are for your church? Are you picking songs that everyone in your church can sing? Um, and again, there's that tricky balance of, you know, sometimes you do need to sing 
introspective personal songs, song, songs that say, you know, I may be weak, but your spirit's strong in mm-hmm. me. Uh, and again, I think the Psalms give us credence and evidence that, um, you know, we we walk that line. Um, or, or, excuse me, they give us evidence that that we are broken sometimes and that we do need a Savior and we mm-hmm. do need to come back to the cross. But uh, it's, a, it's a tricky balance, right? Yeah, and I, I would even say that, that it's probably um, reinforces the, the other thing that we've talked about from time to time, that, that we need to be writing songs for our for our body life, what our body is going through our, you know, kind of our, our values, our our passions. And, you know, I think about Matt Redman writing that song. Um, that was, that was something that body needed to hear, right. That was something that body needed to be led in and, and confession and confessing that they had made it something that it wasn't ever supposed to be. And, And, you know, so God led him to write that song and it led to a change in that church. And, you know, so what are the, what are the songs that we need to write that that God wants to use to to lead our church in this way? I think mm. there's I think there's a lot we're missing out on by just taking those top the top twenty worship songs and working those into our mix on a regular basis because they're just the cool songs. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know I've shared this uh, before, um, but a uh, uh, number of years ago, went to worship conference where Brian Dirksen was speaking, and you know Brian was really big in the nineties. Uh, you know, come now is the time to worship mm-hmm. and, you know, refiners fire and, you know, all those classic, right. all those classic songs. But, you know, he said something during one of his workshops, just talking about how, um, you know, we, we as songwriters, just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, David, as songwriters, we, we always need to be writing the, the songs, um, uh, you know, for, for that gap. And he kind of defined that gap as in, uh, you know, if if there isn't a song about this or whatever, mm-hmm. or a song, you know, that applies to this place your church is at, that's where you need to be kind of going. That's right. where your songs need to be headed, you know? Mm-hmm. And even if you're not a songwriter, I mean, I would say as a song selector, you know, someone who's picking songs, as someone who's prayerfully, you know, hopefully prayerfully considering the needs of your church, again, this is hopefully just an encouragement or an exhortation mm-hmm. uh, to you worship, uh, to all of us worship leaders out there um, to be intentional and thoughtful in, in those songs, you know? And, and again, you know, I, I typically, I typically am intentionally picking songs that are, are universal truths, you mm-hmm. know, um, how great is our God or, or, you know, so, you know, um, songs that talk about, uh, the the nature of God, you know, you are stronger. You are stronger. Sin is broken. Mm-hmm. You know, it is written. Christ is risen. Right. Um. So. Um. Um. But yeah, it's just the whole reason I bring this up is because uh, this week we are doing um, some personal songs, and and a lot of it is because of the message that Pastor Mike's preaching, and we're actually doing all these songs after his message, so it's a responsive mm-hmm. time of worship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mike's uh, going to be looking at uh, uh, first Cor- the second half of 1 Corinthians 1, and, you know, just some really introspective parts of that of that passage. And, you know, I just felt really compelled this Sunday to kind of take a step back and, and, and look and say, okay, what happens when we are broken? What happens when we do fail? Um, what, what is our response 
And hopefully our response is to is to rise, to stand, to sing, to look at the cross mm-hmm. in our brokenness. And anyway, so that that's that's more just kind of insight into what we're doing this week at Laurelwood. But right, you know, I think, um, you know, I was thinking about your song you wrote a while ago. Your your word is alive. Yeah, and how you kind of wrote that in response to right because we were doing this whole series on on uh, on the gospel and and the the you know authority of scripture and yeah. And you saw a need there, and but it was also you know a, a journey your your church was on, and it reinforced that in a memorable mnemonic kind of a device way mm. to help your body you know engage with with the with the message on that other level. And you know, thinking about that, the scripture saying to the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous things. You know, His right hand and His mighty arm have brought to us the victory. Mm. Um, you know, I, I it's. I don't think it's just a new song. Like, I don't think that's enough. Like to just find a new song to throw before your church. Um, I think, I think the rest of the, um, the scripture is important and, and kind of guiding us and in, in the new songs that we choose. Like you sing Lord, a, a new song for he has done marvelous things. What mm-hmm. are the things God has been doing in your church? And what's the new song you need to sing about those mm. things? What is his right hand and his, and his mighty armor brought to you the victory? What are the victories that the people in your church are receiving? Uh, what good. are the songs that we need to sing to respond to those? So that's good. I just think we have, I think we could, uh, like you said, um, deal with some more intentionality. Yeah. And, and, um, Benefit from would be a better word. Benefit. There you go. And yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to play both sides here, uh, but you know, I, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong sure. with, Absolutely. with I songs. Um, but I certainly think you gotta be careful of not assuming your church, uh, you know, should sing a song that maybe isn't where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's, and again, that's why I, I typically, you know, I typically try to focus on those songs where, you know, I, I kind of put it through that grid or that filter of, okay, could anyone sing this on Sunday? You know, is this a song that could be sung any given Sunday by any particular person, whether they're uh, broken, whether they're solid, whether they're new, whether they're uh, old, you know, old timer, I mean, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and yeah, you know, I, I think I think it's good to be intentional. I think that's just a, a good word of right. you know addressing the whole mm-hmm. aspect of it. Well, that's all the time we have for episode 136. 136 in the can. One plus three, four, four plus six, ten. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out online www.worshipministrycatalyst.com, facebook.com/slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. Twitter.com slash WMCatalyst. You can send an email to David at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com or Or Kevin at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. And I might bounce to you, but eventually it will be working. (laughs) Or leave a voicemail at 360-818-4339. Be looking looking ahead to episodes teaming up with Frequency.fm and other special guests we'll be having on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.